If frontiers are ephemeral, is there an inescapable historic cycle where new frontiers must periodically be found? And if so, what's a pioneer at heart to do in a time when our maps are all filled in, when the next frontier is, for the moment at least, still out of reach? I'm Troy Stevens, and it's time to get down to brass tacks about the future, right here on the No Fear Pioneer. Frontiers are slippery things. The word frontier indicates a boundary of what we have thus far explored and settled, and the wilderness that lies beyond. A frontier is a wide open space of unknowns, hazards, and tremendous possibilities, qualities that draw the attention and inspire the initiative of uncommonly bold, adventurous individuals and compel entire generations of such pioneers to their exploration. Over time, the ensuing activity of exploring and settling a frontier gradually makes it less of one, in a slow process that has come to seem more or less inevitable to me. As the trappings of developed civilization take root where wilderness once stood, a place accumulates a sort of inertia and becomes stable. People begin to remake their frontier surroundings to provide them with greater comfort and stability, both physically and culturally. The former frontier, now tamed, no longer demands the skills, resourcefulness, risk tolerance, or general demeanor of a pioneer to survive in it, and that ends up reshaping the character of the place. In fact, as it gradually loses the qualities that lured pioneers to it in the first place, the former frontier may well become less friendly and welcoming to those who are defined by such indomitable traits. Before you know it, waves of less rugged folk arrive, while new generations sprout and are raised in the comfort of the settled land, leaving only a small fraction of the general population as the keepers of the rugged pioneer spirit that first tamed and shaped the place. You might think that's that, but there's a wrinkle. Even in such times and places that no longer require or even necessarily value the pioneer spirit, we seem to continue to produce people who somehow have or develop the hearts of pioneers. I know that for a fact because I feel the glow of that inextinguishable pioneer spark in my own heart and mind, and I've learned that I'm far from alone in that. Today's pioneers run into a bit of a fundamental problem. We seem to be momentarily out of new places to go, or at least ones that we can currently get to. Essentially all of the habitable land on earth is now spoken for unless you want to consider living on or under the oceans or setting up your homestead in cozy Antarctica, the only new worlds left to explore and settle today are those up there, beyond the boundary of our atmosphere, and they are both exceedingly hard to get to and far less hospitable places than even the harshest, most unforgiving climates on Earth. The evidence that's been gathered by planet hunters in recent decades indicating possibly Earth-like planets in the potentially habitable zones around other Sun-like stars, while certainly tremendously exciting, is of largely academic fascination for the time being, as it's a matter of light years to get to any of them. Which is to say that, even if we could somehow accelerate a craft to something remotely approaching the universal speed limit, a task that costs a tremendous amount of energy, 
it would take at minimum a decade and a half and possibly even a generation or two to get to one of these extrasolar planets. Factor in that you need to provide enough living space and activities for such an arduous journey while carrying enough mass in food, supplies, and fuel to sustain its crew for such a duration, and you've got a formidably complex bundle of problems to solve to make such a trip even possible. Even a batch of our hardiest pioneers, undaunted as they characteristically are by such extreme challenges, would find themselves up against some immovable realities. Our best bet is to solve a simpler bundle of problems locally first, by colonizing within our own solar system. Given forbidding conditions elsewhere, that essentially means Mars and the Moon will be up first. Both will be harder than anything we've ever done before, and it will take some serious motivation to drive the long-game dedication to the task that will be absolutely essential to success. I believe it's going to happen, though, because the same historic cycle that's given each new wave of pioneers the drive to move on is still at work. Places become inhospitable, Pioneers unrelentingly labor to find a way out. The phrase that has most often heralded the pioneer impulse may very well be, to hell with this. The aspiration to move beyond Earth's cradle is a big dream, but it's achievable and there will be those who are strongly motivated to go out and consistently do the hard, relentless work it will take to make it happen one day. Maybe you will be one of them. The ranks of space pioneers are growing. Scaled Composites, Virgin Galactic, SpaceX, X-Corps, Armadillo Aerospace, their names and milestones have made headlines in recent years and the list is only getting longer. A whole new space race is underway, this time driven by the unbridled initiative of private citizens doing something they want to do, simply because they want to do it. The focus may be limited to launching satellites and pioneering suborbital tourism for now, but these first steps are absolutely essential in laying the technical foundation of capabilities that are necessary to make more ambitious leaps possible in the future. Those foundations are being laid by today's pioneers as we speak. As my hero, visionary aerospace pioneer Bert Rattan said of affordable space tourism, this is happening very soon. Bold pioneers like Rattan are building the progenitors of vehicles that will one day free us. This gives me tremendous hope. When we do leave Earth in search of new places, it won't be because we've run out of resources, as the apocalyptic prognostications have speculated for much of my life. I now believe that we'll go in search of what we always have, untrammeled freedom, the timeless call of wide open spaces, and our own lives, by our own hands, beholden to no one. The beautiful genius of a culture of free men and women is this, it's an idea. Given any suitable place and a people devoted to securing and guarding it, it can be given a new start anytime we choose. I hold in my heart of hearts a dream that pioneers at heart who may feel a bit stranded today 
and who yearn to make their lives by their restless exertions and the contents of their characters, out there, will one day bring the new frontier they yearn for within reach. When that day or series of days comes, what a glorious sight it will be as their rockets ascend and light up the sky. Man, once again, refusing to be bound by earthly limits, fulfilling his potential to achieve. We can't let it be just a dream anymore. It's time to start taking initiative and thinking about this methodically in terms of a decades-long and even generations-long project that we need to undertake and dedicate our highest, most steady and consistent efforts to fulfilling, the long view of history. Tomorrow's pioneers will face plenty of sneers from their stay-at-home contemporaries, just as surely as yesterday's did, but I don't think they'll be the sort to care much at all about that. Ask yourself when the future has ever belonged to the timid, the petty, the doubtful, fearful, bitter, or vindictive. Those are the seeds of narrow vision and cowardice. From a pioneer's perspective, it's staying home and clinging to promises of safety and security that's foolish. The choice of a drab, humdrum life that doesn't much seem worth bothering to get up in the morning and live. To fashion a life by your own exertions, to seek and embrace the challenge of testing yourself against the greater world and making yourself more than you are. That is a calling worthy of our endeavors. The fulfillment of a new frontier may seem a long way off for today's batch of pioneers. The paucity of immediately reachable new places might seem daunting. It might even seem like the end. But our story isn't over. It's only just begun. Our lives and destinies are in our own hands. It is ours to go forth, to be bold and intrepid. As the beautifully inspired Latin motto coined by pilot and space enthusiast Bill Whittle goes, Ad astra volimus, sella tonanti. To the stars, on a thundering chair. I'm Troy Stevens and this has been the No Fear Pioneer. I hope this stuff is as interesting and exciting to you as it is to me. Stay tuned, there's more to come. If you like Stitcher, you can listen there. If you subscribe via iTunes, there's a pioneering opportunity to be the first to leave a review. I'd love to hear how I'm doing. Please do send me your feedback and suggestions for future topics. You can find me on Twitter as Kulak76, or you can send an email to Kulak, that's K-U-L-A-K, at fearlessdream.us. I'll see you next time. Till then, forge ahead boldly, my friends. <laughs>